0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? It's going fantastic, Dennis. We're we're way out of the rotation here. Our, this probably will be apparent to our listeners that uh, we sound so different because we're not we're not recording late at night on a Monday. We are in the middle of a Saturday afternoon.
1: Wow, I know. Um, I'm in my uh, recording studio here, and it's... So I can see the windows. It's light outside, so it's <laughs> we don't we don't have our, our customary uh, like drink of whiskey or anything either.
0: No, no. Right. I'm, I'm oh. I got I got coffee and Gatorade here because after we're <laughs> done, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to the house and put another coat of paint on the ceilings. Awesome! That sounds like incredibly fun. Totally awesome, right? Fun. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's better than it's better than running a roller, for oh, sure. Okay. Especially on the ceilings, because they're like nine foot ceilings, it's an old house how's that How's the house coming? um you know slow and slow and steady I'm, as I said a couple weeks ago, I got primer up. Um, I've done one coat of paint my My sprayer is kind of cheap, so I end up with I end up with lines on the edges. I'm hoping that a couple coats will cover that up, and then what I'll probably end up doing is is hitting the edges with a with a dry roller to smooth them out. Which is kind of annoying, but it's still a lot less work than again actually rolling paint on the ceiling.
1: And I uh I like I like painting a room, but man, painting a house, I don't know if i could dig that, that's up. Well the to for our listeners, some of the things we talked about being out of schedule obviously was because of our Gen Con stuff. And um our at the the time of this being recorded, we've not released our Gen Con episode yet. Right. Uh, but but if listeners have listened to that before this you'll know that my voice was completely wrecked so uh <laughs> Dennis has been very kind enough to put off our recording session time until uh, Saturday cause, to get yeah, I'm still you, I've got a bit of a thing
0: you you still don't sound 100% that's that's right no
1: no i i i'm not able to sing my opera that i want to sing you know, anymore <laughs> so no, it's uh, it's it's considerably better, but it, it definitely ha I don't have the upper registers or anything that I that I can really say much, and uh, it's kind of gravelly. But I, my body's been my body's been betraying me a lot recently. Gen Con was was a uh, a big thing because I actually got one day I got physically sick, which was mm. and it was a Saturday of all days, and it was pretty terrible. Um, but I, I got sick then. I had I've got a, a problem with the. Clogged gland in my left eye, which it's not a big deal. You can see, thing of it's just a little clogged thing. And then my right eye, now I've got a uh, like an infected eyelid or something. It's just, it's just you no, know, just gets normal bacteria or something on it. And Jeez. it looks like I've been punched in the face. Like you're, my whole uh, eye is all red. You're falling uh, apart over there. I'm falling apart. That's what I'm saying. It's just, and now I, can, I couldn't talk. And like, what is happening to my body? I don't, I don't even know. I've got. It, it, I love how. All my med- medical friends who are in the medical industry and then the doctors and stuff, all they say is like, oh, just put some warm compresses on it. I'm like, yeah, but I look like I'm beat up until then. Mm-hmm. So all my it's eyeballs and yeah.
0: Put some put some, uh, some f- cover up foundation on it or something. I love how
1: all my friends for Gen Con were like, get some tea and honey, tea and honey, tea and honey. <laughs> I'm like, thanks guys. That's like the <laughs> 700th time I've, I've heard that. Tea and honey. Oh, that's that's funny. I feel bad now because I'm sure I recommended that at
0: least twice. Oh, I'm sure. But, I'm sure. Because that's my that's my go to throat. Rim. I mean, a few years ago, uh, before I moved out of Bloomington, I had like a I had like a rolling. I just made tea in a crock pot, like with a bunch of stuff, and made hot toddies out of it. Yeah. And I did this for like three days, and not only was I not really like my throat wasn't improving, but I also was like having even more trouble sleeping than usual. And after like two or three days, I realized that I was using black tea like an idiot. That's I'm like, okay. Oh, I'm drinking black tea. It doesn't matter if there's, you know, whiskey in it. I'm drinking black tea at midnight. Of course I'm not sleeping.
1: Well. Caffeine. Right. Yeah. Goodness. Well, the, the, uh, the, the warm, warm food and, and warm tea and warm coffee. That, that definitely helped. Uh, sure. It was just a case of laryngitis. It wasn't like I had a, a sore throat or anything which mm. I'm really fortunate for. That, that could be worse. When, the kind of sore throat you get when you can't swallow is terrible. I hate, oh, I hate yeah. those. So I'm, I'm I'm all these things going on. I'm I'm happy. I'm not in pain. So that makes me that that's a good sign. Um, anyway. So, so the how was, how was the, let's, let's do a little bit of just a small short bit about Gen Con. Gen, Gen Con wrap up. The... Yeah.
0: That was, that was sort of what I was going to ask you. Yeah.
1: We're, we're, we're uh, we have a lot on our show, our Gen Con show. And if listeners have, you, if you haven't heard it, um, go go listen to that it's a, it's one of our specials it's not not a normal numbered episode um yeah that but,
0: i mean it won't yeah. be out by the time this airs
1: but that, it might be it might, you never know I, that's I like get... 2 days from now i know i know <laughs> we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll 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 try give to it, get it but it, if you if you if you listen a little later probably then, then then go check it out so we'll talk a lot more about in depth about some of the things there but yeah like, how, got, how do you feel? we got we got a bunch of
0: the it? we got a bunch of the guys that we don't normally um get on i don't know you know I listened last night I listened to um Cardboard of the Rings, the, the podcast about the L O T R L C G. Yeah. And they they had a bunch of interviews. There was apparently another one of the uh artists from the game there that I didn't even know about, which kinda of bumps yeah. me out a little bit. Um but I feel like and I don't know if this is just weird kind of ennui because it's past and now it's, you know, a year before it before it comes around again. Um, um. But, but I feel like, like I didn't play that many games yeah. and I'm sure, and I'm sure that I did. My, my real problem is, is that I, we stayed up too late every night, but like we're there with all the guys. I don't want to, I don't want to go to bed and miss stuff. Even if that stuff right. is just like nonsensical, you know, delirious conversations,
1: you know, on, right.
0: at, at the Airbnb.
1: And um, in all, if I'm not mistaken, all of the Rogers stayed up till all of the hours. Like there was at night. least there was at least one night where where my brothers
0: passed out before, I, before right? I I finally went upstairs. But I was like I was one of the last almost every night until we got. I mean, you could tell that by Saturday, everybody was like falling asleep by like ten or eleven. We're like, right. yeah, we've been we've been going too hard on this, right? Well, um,
1: it it was that part of it for me was, was okay. I, I, I agree that it's kind of a, you have to play the game of what, what, what can your body take types of stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and I know if you listen to your body on those kind of long, arduous things, when you're going on, on say Friday morning after two days of no sleep and you're like, this is r- wrecking my, my con, then you do need to go to sleep or, or I'm, I'm dealing with it. It's okay. And then, you know, just kind of listen to your body. And I know that, for me, obviously, I was sick and not feeling well, so uh, mm-hmm. I ended up having many of the early nights. Um, sure, sure. But,
0: yeah, uh, I think I think real, you know, if I if I think about it, it's just a it's just a question of expectation. Like, you know, I heard them interviewing people. There's like a husband and wife couple that play that both really love Lord of the Rings and play the LTR LCG, even though they have three kids. They like will right. get up early or like the kids go to school. They like work it into their schedule, and I'm like, man, that sounds amazing.
1: But, um yeah but you, you you know it's it's those when you have passes with someone someone that you're with and yeah you you yeah.
0: you do things together but i was like i was like, man, we only played we only did that one thing for l o t r we did the the early um wizards quest thing and and that was part of it like everybody that they talked to who played the wizards quest um really liked it, and i'm like I can see like i it wasn't it wasn't that great to me i but yeah. the the problem was we're playing with new people like this is not a play mode for new people it's for people who know the game fairly well and to play in this sort of competitive uh kind of setting but like yeah. andrew had only played once before and david's played half a dozen times but always on easy mode or whatever and it yeah. just was not it was not the right kind of thing for us and i was like man we could have like the four of us sat down and played or just you and I or or whatever but there just isn't time for that and I, so I think that I hearing that kind of stuff I I wished that it was more like uh what we did at ICG con yeah um and it's you know the the normal thing where like I just don't get to I don't have enough opportunities to play games up here um and that's it it is what it is I just have to be better about creating those opportunities cuz they're well, we, not we... Uh,
1: my my little recap with that it kind of goes along with what you're saying with especially with the the Lord of the Rings game, um, is that uh, I I had a great time for being sick and not being able to talk, which is extremely frustrating. But the mm-hmm. it, it, the the signed events that I had the the things that I signed up for this year were probably on the scale of pretty disappointing. Everything else yeah. was pretty good. The art where we stayed and all of the friendship parts of it and the good stuff was was good and solid and I had a Wonderful time there and hanging out and going to the the exhibit hall. That was all great. The the con experience itself was good, but the events that I went to that I was most excited about and signed up for were just disappointing. I, I enjoyed going with them with my friends. That was the best part about them. But that mm-hmm. just really in the short list is like we did the bridge simulator, which was not great at all. Um, nope. we, All of us sat around looking like we didn't know what we were doing Because they didn't help us And it wasn't yep. very good um, uh, We enjoyed it with each other But that was about it True Dungeon Which in the like, 10 years ago that I had did it was pretty fun Was just not great I no. just did not have a good time playing that one um, The The Star Trek one Was just so-so And it was because Again, I'm playing with my friends But the DM didn't offer anything new That we had thought Or it was nothing special per se just again just hanging out with with yeah i wondered
0: what that 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 probably was yeah i'm looking at i'm looking at my schedule now trying to kind of do the same thing like if you if you judge each of these on just a really simple like good bad or just okay um wizard's quest was just okay bridge simulator was bad true dungeon was generally bad um we did that fire. Oh, that I've fi- almost forgot about that Firefly.
1: Yeah, the game. Firefly game was the Firefly weird game was okay. The, the game um, itself was fine, but I, I you know, I had a, we I had a little Jigcon nerd uh, up in that that while, while playing that game was that we had a guy across the way who was trying to t- tell us all about Firefly stuff and like the combination of chi- China and stuff. And I'm like, you know, anyone who's playing this game has seen Firefly eight hundred thousand <laughs> times, and we all know <laughs> everything about Firefly. Man, I don't even remember that. You don't Um, remember that they were, it was the Chinese mix mashup. Well, he was, he was telling his friend too all of the stuff about Firefly. And I was like, Oh, it's, you know, you're just going on exposition here, man. And I couldn't say anything.
0: Um, Right. Right. He was, you you were, you were completely without, without voice at that time.
1: Um, Yeah. And and I, and I like to have my little smart ass remarks, my little quips about stuff. And I was unable to do those things. Um, So I just, so I just messaged them to you is what I did. Right. Right.
0: You text on your (laughs) phone and showed it to me. The homebrewers game was good. Um Dungeon Draft was better than I like when we first started the game I was like oh this game blows and then yeah, that we one played I played through it that. and I and I lost but it was still it was still okay I'm back and forth on that game itself the event was yeah. the event was fine Um yeah. Legendary was was it wasn't bad it was just okay like We'll I, we'll
1: talk about that in minute we'll, later. We'll, we'll talk episode. about
0: the game in general. And the Star Trek thing it maybe was more fun for me than any of the rest of you because i don't get to play so i got to i got to just do because i played scotty i got to do the stuff um um, pat does to me when we're playing when he just bs's his way you know i'm gonna route the sensors through the deflector grid kind of stuff um and and make little star trek quips that are that our random person uh generally laughed at which was Little, it's right. always fun to have an audience for your jokes, I mean, yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Um, we, we, and and that the AG was... night, which I oh, AEG, you know, yeah. I've I've had so much like history with that event. I think I talked about it at length in our live show. But mm-hmm. um, that was m- more fun than I expected. Like we played these games, and we had people teach them to us, and we got a box of stuff at the end. Whether or not any of those games in that box are any good, I don't know. But um, for the for the money for the time, it was it was a much more satisfying experience than than true dungeon. Nothing I feel oh, bad for sure. I feel bad criticizing true dungeon because Fox put so much effort into getting tickets and getting all the logistics uh handled, right. but of course he didn't run it so it wasn't on him to make it No, no. Uh, no. a fun experience it just was it was super underwhelming, especially
1: for the Yeah, price. You, you, we we paid something like $50, 75 something like that for that thing for a two-hour experience. 48 so so basically yeah. $50. Bucks. For two-hour experience, and when we did AEG for $35 for four hours, and I had a blast. I loved yeah. it. It was, it was playing these games that are uh, under an hour each. They're all pretty fun, and you play them with people who are right there to t- tell you any kind of help yeah, you with you got, anything. Yeah, you got
0: rules, questions, or whatever, and yeah.
1: And we, and we had kind of a pre-made four-man group, so we could go from game to game pretty quickly, and... I would definitely do that again. That, that was one that was on my event list that came out later. Cause you had suggested it and I, I bought it extra and I, so I didn't think anything of it. So going to it was exactly what you had said was the idea that, um, I got four hours of gaming for $35. That's pretty great. You know, yeah. of, of good fun. And I got stuff, which I didn't, you know, it's kind of like that was extra. It's not why I did it. Um, right. but the, I, I'd say the most disappointing of all of the things was definitely the Lord of the Rings thing. Um, that was, and that's bringing it back to what you had said is because um i like i didn't play it, I mean we played it, but we didn't you know, they were all pushing that it was p v p and i didn't first off, I didn't realize they were trying to p v p us and, oh, and they were
0: yeah, I knew a little bit about the about the wizards quest pack in the in the beginning it's a it's a two v two right, like one team, but it's right in in the same way that you've said about the legendary thing where you're supposed to just be focused on points, which is sort of the sort of the weird thing about turning a, a, a fun quote unquote fun, just hang out play game into a competitive, yeah. super competitive thing. Um, right. the, the guys on, on cardboard of the Rings said that, um, you really are just because you're, because you're two versus two, you, you really have to change the way you play for some people, um, because it's a race. Right. Like if, it doesn't matter if you're doing better overall than the other team. If they beat the scenario before you, they win. Right. Um, and obviously right. we weren't going to do that with two, like, and even, even I don't have that much more experience than my brothers. Um, right. We weren't going to do a two verse two with, um, you know, with two people who have basically never played, who've played like twice. Um, right. That's and not and, a, and no, not when be we fun played co-op
1: for that we lost, so they just saved that to our. Yeah, our it's all listeners. it's all really
0: hard stuff. A lot of classic, uh, um, encounter cards from the core set just made even stronger.
1: Uh, right, they, they were pretty powerful. Yeah. Well, the the um, <clears throat> the thing I didn't that disappointed me most about it was, <clears throat> it was a uh, here's your cards, go play. I mean that that's mm. that is not, and the two other times that I've done this thing. That is not how it was ran. It was a whole thing. And even the the guy that was really nice who came, the judge who came talk to us about it, was the first thing he said is like, well, unlike the last years in the past where we've been highly organized and did a whole big thing, this is just kind of loose and and help you out and talk and play with the stuff. So it, it was just like, here's your cards, go play. And yeah.
0: And for, a, I mean, it was like four hours of time blocked off and it was like 20 bucks, but you get the set. So you, you're basically just buying that set.
1: Yeah. You're just buying the set. So when I did mine, I had mine the next day. Granted, I played with you guys. Cause again, they weren't even checking or caring. It wasn't really an event. <laughs> right. I, I mean, seriously, I could have gone if it was available at the fantasy flight booth, I could have gone to the fantasy flight booth and then walked and played with you guys on a table for four hours. I didn't, it wasn't really an event. Yeah, you know well, what I'm saying. I mean, there was you, no event. You would have had
0: to wait in line an hour to get into the fantasy flight
1: booth. Oh yeah, that, that's that's another. I, I mean, I don't want to be poo pooing anything on Chincon because <laughs> right, it's cause Gen Con's great, but Fantasy Flight they can go just go heck themselves because the the hour long wait to get in their booth to, is pretty ridiculous. So
0: yeah, it's something it's something to do with the kind of games that they make. Like all of their games are are really nice, good good materials. I've kind of an issue with their box design for. For their card games after seeing right. uh the boxes upper deck makes for um legendary it's right. like you know fantasy flight is is using box design for small card games and i mean small board games instead of card games which is annoying but all of their right. not not all of them but most of their games are these kind of like i'm gonna call them lifestyle games which sounds pretentious but th- these these games would just tons of expansions 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 or whatever you want to call them in lord of the rings there are three different types plus the print on demand event stuff so it's always every year there are people wanting to get the next thing the next expansion the next whatever and so there's never they're not really shopping right so that that sort of makes sense to me why there's such demand in their booth and why they um have a small footprint and then make people wait in line. I could sort of see yeah. why they do that, but it's yeah, I agree that it's annoying.
1: To wrap up this little Gen Con thing here, was there anything new that you saw at Gen Con this year that was that something different about Gen Con uh in general? Or was that pretty much the, the As Gen far as games or the or the con Just the, itself? The con itself. Hmm. Here I, I guess I can I can lead off. I could go, go ahead and like, go first because I don't I Yeah, don't like, like the they've spilled out um meaning that the uh, exhibitor hall, where they've got all the vendors and dealers and stuff, uh, started spilling out into the other in the other halls. They've got so many now that Blizzard had its own huge booth out in where the gaming halls, and then yeah, so did the event Troll and hall. Toad got moved out there. And um, now they're they're just getting so big that they're taking over the gaming space with, which is fine and cool. It's I, I like it actually, but um, it was just interesting to have you know vendors. Well, there was actually more than just those. There were several others right in the middle that were, you know, selling their stuff in where the gaming area is, which is actually another thing that's kind of cool because you could be playing the game and then walk over and buy it as opposed to like go to the hall and find it. In yeah, ways. I
0: I looked at a couple of those like Cool Stuff Inc had a small, they were almost like satellite booths because they have their main booth in the exhibit hall. Um, oh, did they? Okay. It, it seemed to me um, the Cool Stuff Inc one was a little bit different, but they're sort of like... Cool Stuff Inc is the big website booth that does yeah. stuff discounted, but they have they had that satellite booth out in the event hall that was just some games, some deck boxes and stuff, and yeah. their main booth is like a lot of games and then a whole shelf of ding and dent stuff, which is where I got um, I got Legendary last year and I got Legendary Civil War this year, um, and then they have a, a whole separate booth for um CCGs. Uh right. You know, where they're buying and selling um stuff it's magic and Pokemon right. Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever. So
1: so that, that that was something that was new was that the fact that they're kind of they spread their vendors, these like you said satellite things out there. And I, and I guess it, the good.
0: I guess the closest thing I have to a new thing is that the the big blizzard booth, which is kind of funny. Somebody uh I think chance or or somebody else tagged me in a picture of that booth on on facebook and one of the comments underneath was like it's funny that blizzard was there considering how many board games they've dropped support for um and i'm like oh yeah it's the internet so everybody's gotta gotta throw shade on stuff but um i was i liked that booth it was very cool like yeah it looked cool um it did look cool i couldn't find anything in their in their merch their gear shop that I could justify buying. Um,
1: right. Which is funny. Cause that, that's all it was. The blizzard's presence was selling stuff. Yeah. Cause they know, don't,
0: and... um, you know, they, is there, is there collectible card games still going that CCGs are, I mean, we've talked about this before in the c- concept of living card games, like CCGs are one of those things that I, I have a hard pass on. I'm like, I, oh, yeah, I spend sure. enough money on hobbies. I don't need a, I don't need a, a loot box collecting hobby um with real world money <laughs> with real world money that like you know i'm never going to be able to talk about indian playing
1: right right nobody else wants to
0: pay real world money for loot boxes right exactly you're right. Well,
1: the, yeah well that yeah they you're right they don't have a whole lot of things but i, I would expect i would have expected them to be you know <clears throat> pushing some of the new games or uh um the new expansion to wow or some kind of marketing thing but instead it would just felt like a big shop which was cool. Again, I'm fine, especially if you're if you were one that walked up there and like, I gotta have these statuettes of all of these people and I want my Diablo mugs and things like that. That's kinda okay. okay. But it it it's it's okay. and maybe I'm just saying that from a perspective of a guy who lives in a town that's got a, uh, a Think Geek think store. Geek I could store. walk in there and see those things all sure. All the time. I mean, and they so had if, a maybe if I hadn't.
0: They had the big screen showing their uh a lot of their cinematics, which I think we've talked about on the show before, like the teams that do cinematics for the blizzard games are just i mean they've always been good you go all the way back to um original starcraft and those those cgi you know cinematics cutscenes that they would do with the zerg and and rainer and that stuff like they've always been really good and they've just gotten better
1: and and it is amazing time. to me that they that they put out a live act they could put out a live action show that's terrible but they can't just <laughs> let their cinematic team make a two-hour movie i mean uh oh, I, I, I don't mean, even i mean it's... granted Oh, I don't even know. it's a different it's a different different to-
0: I mean I get what you're saying and I think you and I stood and watched the the Battle for Azeroth uh trailer and then and then later I did the same with Andrew you know him him just watching and it's like you don't even you don't even have to really know anything about the world to be a little bit moved by some of these cinematics I mean I've had the same reaction to Overwatch ones which is it's not a right. not a game I really play but like you know they show the what's it called that robot guy bastion i want to say and he's got a little bird and there's a flashback and all that stuff and i'm like this is really awesome i don't know anything about these characters but without you know dialogue or anything with with no context get the emotional uh response to it which is just cool
1: right now if they could get a good writer just a decent (laughs) writer they could just have them write them a story and an outline and this cinematic team could just make it a movie and
0: just make a make a pixar style Fully
1: CG. What's wrong with that? Pixar movie. movies make a ton of money.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not right, not right? deriding it. That that would. it's crazy. That would work. Oh. I, would, so, I would. think. at the very least, people in China would would go see it like they saw the <laughs> the terrible. As, as long as there's
1: not any undead in it, it would be fine. Right. No. No
0: skeletons.
1: <clears throat> no skeletons. No skeletons. Those Chinese are scared of skeletons, evidently. So it's well, like I nudity or something.
0: That's what I understand. Yeah, it's something. It's,
1: it's a cultural thing. It's okay. All um, right.
0: Well. Moving slightly off of uh off of Gen Con and still but yep. still in the in the board game space. When we did um the upper deck events, I noticed that they had a display for something that they call legendary DXP. And I was gonna look up what DXP means, but
1: I was just thinking about that before I'm I'm assuming it's digital experience, but I I guess just guessing. Um anyway.
0: So Who had, knows? N- now that's gonna well, they,
1: they had they had little stalls of it. They had like little um, kiosks of a mobile. Yeah, mobile they had little you know
0: iPads on a on stands kind of thing. And yeah. it is why don't you can, you can you can you summarize what it is?
1: Sure, sure. It's it's legendary. It's the game legendary. Just a digital uh, thing, but it's not comic books. It's just a generic fantasy mm-hmm. sk- uh, skin. That's so great. you you don't have you don't have any superheroes um or anything else it's just fantasy and and, and a generic fantasy at that uh i'd uh, say high fantasy with like elves and centaurs and kind of a cartoony graphics yeah there's um, a on it.
0: there's a bunch of lore in it but like most um generic fantasy or sci-fi games like it's not really important
1: yeah so that so that's 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 what it is um so i did i at your request and, and i would have anyway but i didn't realize it was already out I downloaded it and started playing it and you were playing it right this last week. Yeah. What was what what was your impressions of I guess we could say like the gameplay and does it get across legendary does it change your opinion of legendary? So I have a
0: couple I was vaguely distracted trying to define DXP but I can't <laughs> find it. So I'm going to we'll stick with digital experience and may, maybe next sure. week I'll I'll know. That that actually sounds pretty close. So yeah, it's it's legendary but they took out the the Marvel um theme of it. And there are a couple things. Most of them, most of my reactions range from... Uh,
1: it's free, by the way. It's a free-to-play. It's, it's free-to-play. Energy-based.
0: Um, They range from kind of moderate to, to disappointing, disappointed. Um, okay. When you take the game of Legendary and strip off the Marvel theme and put in a generic fantasy theme, you realize pretty quickly how not thematic it is yeah does that but yeah
1: am i like it's just it's very mechanical it's very mechanical it's
0: like okay well instead of flying or covert or whatever like they were always just colors yeah um now you've got you know an elf who flies and if you get him you know the strong orc with a with a with a troll then they combo um right and it's you know i guess i guess that's sort of to say that it's not it's not completely without theme but the the thematicness the the thematic nature of it is is kind of generic um it is and you mean legendary itself or just the the, the yeah yeah legendary itself um yeah, the the app itself is buggy which is normal when companies that develop physical games try to make their own digital game instead of outsourcing it to uh uh what's the company that did ascension i'm not going to think of it now but they've done like they've done like half a dozen uh mobile card games um right and they're all and they're all pretty good um it so it it has the same problem that i had with hearthstone when it came to apps i was like i don't want i don't want a long real-time mobile game right yeah it's it's the reason that clash royale was so popular like it's fast
1: i mean it's two to yeah, three the, minutes this game but, takes 15 to 20 minutes at least yeah
0: it's long and there's no and there's no pausing it like when ascension came out or when um carcassone came out our our friend group played those games for months because you could just play your turn and then if you were still bored, like, you start up another game. And then every time yeah. you have a break, whatever, you open up your phone, you're like, oh, well, I need to take my turn in three of my games. It's a little chaotic because, like, you lose track of what you're doing in those games. Right. But it, it gives the game more longevity. Um, right. So this has that problem. It has the problem of, like, and it, you know, my, my iPad is now, like, two, three years old. So it's it's starting to lag on these newer, on these newer games. Like the, yeah. the animations are not super smooth and they're all really long. Like when I play, they are long. when I play my whole hand of cards, like I want to just be able to drop them out there. But, like I don't need a flashy animation for every card when they're just the basic starter cards.
1: Yeah. I, that's, that's my number one, number one complaint with that game. I have a newer iPad, newer ish iPad within the last year. And and I, I can't speed it up. I mean, <clears throat> I, I want to I click on the card and like flick it out there and it just go and I can flick the whole deck. But it's like double tap and then it goes swish, land. They do the next and you got to wait. It's like a, there's always a hesitated, hesitated animation delay in the they built in afterwards, like even a half a second or a second, where you can't click the next card either. And you click it and then it finally starts to go and they go swish, land. And you're like, oh, just just go forward and I've got to get through all these eight cards quickly to just go to the next turn the first three yeah, turns I mean, don't it's, matter
0: it's the reason that that's that's part of the reason that hearthstone has i mean hearthstone is not a game that i that i super enjoy i'm sure i've talked about this on the show before but the one verse one pvp uh can can uh can trigger me really easily um <laughs> and so for my for my general <laughs> mental health i i you know don't play that game anymore but um it's it's so well made like the 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 actions and the animations and everything are very satisfying they're very smooth um and and this doesn't have that and it's a new game you know that they might they might fix it over time the other thing that kind of that kind of bugged me is something uh i think pete said about um what's what's the game uh star realms okay when it came out on the app it's like when you take a game that you normally play physically in person with people and yeah. you automate all of the the admin all the all the math all the shuffling all of the um yeah. I mean it's mostly math um you you kind of I'm not sure how to describe this it's like it becomes so simple that you're like what what are we even doing yeah does that make sense <laughs> Being a little bit yeah,
1: but No, I, I think I think I know what you get. It it's makes the game not as I mean not as fun. It it's part part of it is combo, you know, oh I put this plus this plus this plus this and bam, I look at how much damage I did. Right. Um, when you're playing it digitally, it's just lay the card down and it says twenty six attack.
0: Yeah. yeah, and like it's it's tracking score all the time, so I'm like, Oh, I see, I'm I'm ahead of this guy by one point and now I'm gonna to... Because I, I played a co op game just to see 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 if I could like invite you to a game and play but because it's real time like it doesn't it's not even a possibility oh, does it
1: have to be real time see i didn't even get to see if it was real time i,
0: I, I played just, a co-op game and do. it's like um you know how if you play single player there's a timer um, yeah it's just like uh just like hearthstone except they actually show you the timer um it's just like that except the time is longer it's like two minutes per turn right um right. and w- we had the guy one of our players dropped out and i had to refresh because i couldn't like i played half my hand and then i couldn't play any more cards it was just bugged out
1: oh their oh, their net tech net is terrible i mean it's, I, i've tried to play co-op and or not co-op but uh, pvp and it was it was just terrible yeah and it's it's, it's, it's they say they have 2 minutes but the timer would just pause right like, a, again
0: because it's because it's new i give a little bit of uh um understanding with that but
1: yeah, it's maybe, just like, maybe, but there's a lot of games I play that are new that don't have these basic, well, things. sure, like Potion it's, Explosion when it came out and it was just fine. Yeah, and it's, yes, that's,
0: that's ideal, but, you know, there's always, as a, as a developer, I understand that you can't, it's impossible to test for everything, sure. you know, there's sure. always unforeseen, whatever, and there's different, dealing with different hardware and yeah. internet
1: well, uh, the, the it, it's got energy. I, I will admit that I paid I paid the five dollars for the game because I, I think oh. Legendary in general is worth five dollars and it's a five dollar thing and it gives Such me I'm, it's giving me twenty four games that I can play through without sure. and play again and again. It basically gives you everything in the game that you for for five bucks. Everything else is cosmetic and you don't have to yeah. There's pour a the
0: there's a timer and there are things there are packs that you open, but as far as I can tell, they're all just like card backs and avatars and the things that don't matter.
1: Right, which which is cool. I'm I'm totally cool with the fact that everything's random with their stuff and they've got a whole they've got a very in-depth crafting system and it's really cool and I appreciate that for completely uh cosmetic stuff, which is great. I don't have to worry about, you know, being pissed off because I get random crap in things. Right. Um so I that is totally fine for me. I paid $5 and I got the whole game, which is okay. Yeah. Now now the thing that makes me a little sad about this is that it makes me feel that let it let me see the flaws of legendary. Yeah. Like it's got, it's there's so much that's not great with legendary. And I guess when I'm playing it with friends and family and it's got the theme of Marvel and I'm picking up Spider-Man and playing cloak and dagger, mm-hmm. that I get a little bit more from it than when right. I'm just, you know, flying through the game and I'm realizing that, okay, I just start bashing on legendary real quick, but it's, it's based on so much randomness. There's so much randomness. Like, Okay, um, I got really bad. I got three scheme twists that came out in the first three villain cards. Okay, this game's just blown. Um, I got nothing for my hero draw, and I, you know, or I got my first three hands where I could not buy anything. Uh, randomly, I got a bunch of wounds and can't get rid of them. Uh, there's no KO cards that come out. You know, it's it's just a lot of random. What comes from the hero deck? What comes from the villain deck? What comes randomly? Co- what comes from your hand? Um, and I just I know there there were several of the games I've played so far that I just flat got stuck on, because it's not Mm -hmm. because they're difficult or I wasn't choosing a thing, but okay, um, I have eight crappy or ten crappy cards in my hand. Actually, it's twelve in that game that um, I can't get rid of because there's no KO stuff, and I just I buy cards and try to make a strategy, but if it randomly doesn't come up at the same time, you know, Legendary's got some problems with the with their whole combo system. If you ask me, I'm not a big fan of. Now I'm not a big fan of is that you get a card out and it's worthless by if you randomly get it by itself, but if you randomly get it with with something else, then it then one of them is great. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't have the
0: reciprocal combo like um, Star Realms and Hero Realms.
1: Yeah, exactly. Star Realms, Hero Realms Realms have that. Uh, The DC game has that. There's a big um, There's a
0: big focus on the order that you play your cards, which is kind of annoying.
1: it's really annoying. Again, that's hugely random. Okay, I can can I buy only red cards? Oh, well, again, if randomly the hero ones give it to you, and then randomly you get enough money to to mm-hmm. to buy those random ones that are out there. It's just and really, your, really,
0: really your, your your quote unquote teammates don't buy them up
1: exactly. To, to try, exactly. To try and so I the game has a lot of flaws.
0: I had a similar I had a similar sort of feeling, except. With the idea of deck builders in general. And I don't know if this, you know, I I like and have bought, you know, I bought Ascension, I bought Star Realms and Hero Realms and Legendary. I bought a handful of Legendary expansions. Um, I like deck building games. I bought Trains. I I I think I said Ascension already. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of those. But playing this app made me really realize how similar they all are. It's like, yeah, and and sure. I knew that, right? Like you, they're they're all you start with a base, you know, some some spend, some attack, you buy some new things, you ramp up, you become OP, and you win or you lose, whatever. yeah, right, right, um, right. This one's PVE, which makes it it's it's co-op, so that's that's yeah. a unique thing that most don't have. Um, right, I did buy the the Hero Realms Ruins of Thandar uh, campaign. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but. Um, right. I was like, you know, I can see playing this app, I thought, I can see why some people don't like deck builders. Sure because they're so they're really all the same. Like there are differences. Right. Some are, you know, I never played Dominion, but I played um Trains, which has the same kind of uh cards out in piles kind of things. Yeah,
1: the cards out in piles is a big thing. That's um, different. That's you you know what you're gonna be able to buy. Yeah, like
0: that's one format. Um I played uh Tanto Kore in the app, which is it has kind of a hybrid like there are cards in piles, but then there's also a set of random cards that come out the way that um legendary or or ascension works. Um Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there are some things about legendary that I dislike just compared to other deck builders. Um the the always available because that's the thing they do in in Ascension. Like there are two always available uh, buying cards and one always available attacking card, right? Mon- yeah. mon- the cultist,
1: right? Right. The right
0: legendary only has one of those three cards, and it's crappy. Yes. Like the the mayor shuffle bottom in the app, uh, DXP or Maria Hill in in Legendary Marvel is not a good card. Like, right. You, it, you know
1: later later expansions they add like sidekicks and two cost cards and things yeah. like that that they don't they, have it
0: in here. They improve they improve some of that stuff, but just in the base game I'm like, why would I ever unless there's nothing else to buy, which obviously is the whole point of that card, but like um at any given time there's a three cost uh hero in the in the hero hall or whatever it's called um right that is at least as powerful like it has two spending plus it might trigger on something else or let you draw a card or right. um right. whatever i'm like they're, they're,
1: they're completely terrible anyway well yeah so so anyway that, that that's true the, the thing with legendary is that it, it you're right this app just brings out those flaws lets you know more about what the game is and and actually i didn't realize that the the theme of it being marvel legendary was so impactful on me on liking the game i mean the fantasy theme they have here is fine. It shows the mechanics just fine, but it's really different between if I want to go out and buy a Guardians of the Galaxy expansion pack and I get Groot and I get Rocket and I get Peter Quill, as opposed to this one, what they put an expansion and I get what more basically more game mechanics. Right. I don't have any care to buy and any. I, you know,
0: I mean we've team. we've talked about we've talked about that idea in the past. I think I think depending on the game, the theme can make or break it. Um, yeah, on the, uh, not to, I keep referencing back the Cardboard of the Rings podcast, but they, um, and I'm going to feel really bad if it's the other show, I'm, um, I'm 95% certain it's Cardboard of the Rings and not uh, a great company, but, um, they interviewed a couple people who like one of them used to, used to host the show. And, um, he's now, he now does a podcast about, uh, uh, Arkham Horror, the card game, which is another, uh, fantasy flight living card game. Um, right. and several people said they're like, you know, as a game, I like Arkham Horror, the card game better. Uh, but I, they, they don't like the theme. It's so dark and, uh, without hope and whatever. And it's, you know, Lord of the Rings, a lot of people don't like Lord of the Rings, but they're probably, you know, I, I think many more people that do. I know, I know right. just in my sphere, the people that I know, like they're more many more people who like lord of the rings than than overtly don't sure but sure. um you know so that's like just a you know anecdotal evidence or whatever that like um given the choice no, it, given the choice between true. between a game with a theme they like or a game with a theme they don't or without a theme like legendary dxp uh um ascension Star Realms, Hero Realms, those games all have themes, but they're just, you know, they're generic themes. Generic themes. Right. right. That,
1: well I, I bought I bought at cool stuff. I bought an Outlander an, the Outlander game, Sight Unseen, just because it was Outlander yeah. themed. My girlfriend and I watched that and we really enjoy we really, really enjoy the show. And I went and saw this this game and I didn't even know what it was about. I didn't even read the box. I'm like, ooh, an Outlander game. And I bought it. And it's a theme type and of thing. And I read terrible. the instructions. And it does not look like it's a great game at all. <laughs> but but themes but the theme again right. had a lot to it. And the fact that I could play, you know, Jack Black cards and I could play, you know, um, Claire cards and Jamie cards. And like I, I kinda know what they're going with. It. This is a good card, this is a bad card. I don't think you mean Jack but, Black.
0: No, do you mean black, jack randall black jack
1: jack no, black jack randall black jack randall is what they call black it.
0: okay Black. i was like that doesn't randall. sound right
1: right right so uh he uh so you know this is a good card this is what they're going here with this theme right i know that if this card comes out it's not going to be a good one if this one comes out it's going to be a good one right
0: right um, if you're if you're already up on the theme did you um but, do you have legendary villains
1: I don't. I don't. You don't. I are no. you know, so many expansions now I, that
0: I bought the Fear itself expansion from the from the store, and it looked yeah. like like somebody opened it, played it once, and then put it in the store because they didn't like it. So I kind of regret it. <laughs> it looks weird. It looks like it really thematically goes with the villain expansion, which is one of those like um, kind of like Civil War, except you, you're now playing right. as the villains instead of right. just the the heroes being divided. Um, but I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to see that.
1: I I will, I will say something to wrap up this legendary DXP thing. Something it 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 has allowed me to do. Now I've played like probably six or seven of the, of the the stuff, the the games in the scenario, um, is that, uh, I I got to see the scenarios. The scenarios are something that are unique to to, kind of to legendary that there's a new mechanic, every game you play, um, which does make it interesting. And it's, it, it does have the, it does work for a campaign because now when a new campaign comes a new uh what is it a new Um, movie
0: they they did the homecoming no no
1: no like a new scenario happens is that that i know that i have to learn a new way to win i can't just Mm. win the same it's not the same game playing over and over and over again uh yeah so that's that this that was a good thing i like i like playing it i'm glad that i could play it by myself that's that's another good thing so um Mm -hmm. It, it it's it's definitely worth it for a freebie. it's not like it crashes it's not like smash up where I played it like three times and I can't stand it have you ever um, um right. have you ever played legendary solo? i have not played legendary I, Solo. i didn't even know i don't think until like recently you told me that it you played solo
0: well and and i didn't I didn't know that either but if you think about it, if you think about how the mechanics work, like it's one of the biggest problems with legendary is that it scales in difficulty based on number of players but unlike you know, if, if you were going to try and come up with a house rule for how to fix that, uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what you would do. It's much easier to go the other way. Like, if you were going to play solo, you just say, like, always pull two villain cards. Right. And then suddenly it's, you know, it's like playing a two-player game. Um Yeah. But th- right. there's that nothing like, I mean, you play it in the app. And so I did that and I was like, oh... Yeah, you could very easily just set this game up and play it solo.
1: Yeah, the, the villain deck on this one, the villain deck's just smaller.
0: It is. It is, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean I'm I'm actually stunned. That's that's the timer most of the time when that playing that game, I'm like, there's only fifteen cards, I only have fifteen rounds.
0: Yeah, I I've hit the I've hit the seven scheme twists or whatever a couple times. I had one game that I Oh several several times. I had one game that ended in a draw because I used up the whole hero deck. Like that's never happened right. before. But of course that's in the weird in the physical game there's so much cards so many cards right um right but then i okay. usually play four or five people so um there's that yeah speaking right. of well that's interesting um <laughs> not not really speaking of but you said jack black earlier made me think of it have you seen a movie called knights of bad
1: i did that's with um Tyrion lannister right that's right uh um peter dinklage yeah so you had a second to think of him besides Tyrion, right <laughs> right besides the yank. um uh, it, it, i w- I was watching that
0: movie and i with uh with my brother and, and sister and i said recently yeah just this past week um oh, wow okay my my sister had seen it and um and andrew got got dragged along to a to a larp event with with his
1: friends wait 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 can you for our listeners can you describe what the premise of the movie is a lot of people probably have not seen this. Okay,
0: so if you know what live action role playing is or LARPing, it's like D and D but in the woods with costumes, as I understand it, um, and no dice, and no dice. That just a game master. It's acting. I'm ma- yeah, and that sort of mixed with some actual, like they actually summon a demon that that takes the form of the main character's ex-girlfriend and goes around killing people spoilers
1: it's the movie's terrible don't watch it but it it is pretty terrible um it's it's camp it's camp it's it's super camp
0: camp. and like there's there's tons of like really intentionally awkward like old english the kind of stuff you would see at a renaissance fair only worse um this is probably not going to mean anything to most of our listeners, but I used to, my family used to do um, a civil war reenacting, Ooh. which is, you know, some people call it living history because it's, uh, right. you know, it's, it's all, there's actual historical information and knowledge to follow, not just right, the of guessing, the you, you know, there's no magic or anything like that. Um, right. And if you saw the movie, sweet home, Alabama, with reese witherspoon yeah Yeah. um there are there are a few scenes in that where um the some of the characters in that movie are ostensibly civil war reenacting um but it's nothing like what act well i shouldn't say nothing like it's it's actual actual reenacting is is not like it's portrayed in the movie which is true of you know so many things um but I'm like, this is like I've never been to a LARP uh, or a LARPing event, but I would yeah. bet money that there's nowhere near as much like people adding E F to the ends of words and, and S right. superfluous S Ts and, and Verily. Like That's terrible. Every, it's so every, terrible. Every, every scene somebody somebody starts a starts a sentence with, you know. Verily, taketh thine self to the forest of of, of and and fetcheth <laughs> <Right>. mine sword. <laughs> right from my chariot, I mean, mine
1: chariot. I'm like this. I, I've never larped, but I can only imagine that people that larp h- hate that movie with a passion. Ex- exactly,
0: understand. exactly. Like it's, oh. I'm sure that that actual larping is in fact nerdy as hell, but oh, yeah, not it feels like it not is. to the degree that this movie portrays.
1: Oh, it's, it, and then it takes, it just veers, takes a, I was watching it thinking it was going to be kind of a nerdy-ish movie. Then it just takes a left turn and goes into this murder demon horror show that I was like, what, what is happening with this yeah, whole show? it's like, I wasn't, I wasn't sure,
0: I wasn't, I wasn't sure what it was, what it was supposed to be.
1: Um, I, I will say it, it could, I, I bet you it's so many people's favorites though, because it's definitely has the feeling of, I was completely wasted or totally high and six of us watched this show and giggled and laughed. Oh, yeah.
0: Off. Oh, yeah. I'll bet it's I'll bet it's hilarious. Like we watch it in like late afternoon, all sober. And right. I was like this, like right. we're laughing at just how stupid this movie is. Well, right. Speaking of speaking of things that are poorly portrayed in movies, let's let's dig out a topic we've had on the list for about a month now. Okay, um, And that's the idea of code IT hacking sort of tech. As as it's represented in movies, um, yeah, that's that's. A, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and start off with my personal favorite, and that is the person sitting at a computer, and the and the screen is being projected onto their face.
1: Oh, yeah, right. That's that's, that's how monitors uh, work, right? Right. You just it's it's on your face, mm-hmm. right? Come, out, come out shooting out. There, there's so ma- there's so many bad tropes. If, if we're going to talk about this topic i I think we should talk about both sides of it what what are some good ones and what are some bad ones um i think they're mostly bad in hollywood it's hard to even think like sure uh, the matrix is is one that everybody i think knows and it drives me nuts because the whole matrix code (laughs) i don't even know what to think about the matrix code right you know they're not really typing anything or doing anything and you know they're hacking hackers remember that game i show. there was a show back in the 80s called the hackers that's that's one that like it had this weird mix because i think
0: toward the end they're hacking and it's the classic like they're always hacking in a 3d interface except early on in the movie they're using real real terms real tech they're like oh this you you got you got 256 megs of ram they're like well it's not just the ram it's it's also got a pci bus and you're like, mm-hmm. that's that's real stuff you're saying, and it sounds stupid because it's five, ten years ago. <laughs> at this, at this <laughs> right, point, it's terrible. like twenty years ago. But
1: right, well, I first saw it in <clears> they try. They try so many different ways to to make it seem cool. And and honestly, it computers programming is not sexy and it's not fun. It's I mean, right. what I do every day when I'm when I'm doing my coding, when I actually doing coding, it's not fun to look at to watch right. or and, th- do and that's
0: the and that's the real problem like i i always think back to um oh i think it's goldfinger one of the one of the classic bond films i might be wrong about that but it's one where the the villain's uh master plan is to break into fort knox
1: yeah sure
0: and and nobody knows what the inside of fort knox looks like and they say this like right. I watched the DVD with commentary years ago. They're like nobody knows what it looks like, so we we built this, you know, what looks like a cathedral, like a big open center part with just stacks of gold bars, right? Because it looks cool. <laughs> and then right. he the um the villain wants to set off a nuke, except he doesn't want to destroy the gold. He just wants to irradiate it, making making it <laughs> making it worthless. So James Bond, like I think. M- it's either going to turn the gold into lead or it's going to make the gold, you know, completely unusable because it's a radioactive. And so he's got a nuke and then you you open up the you open up the nuke and there's a bunch of like spinning spirally bits and gears and it's the same kind of thing. He's like <laughs> he's like I'm sure an actual, you know, nuclear warhead looks really boring. So we right, made this right. this thing that that looks cool for TV. And you're always kind of walking with entertainment. You're always kind of walking the line between um, what's boring and what's absurd. Oh, right. right, Like you swing to, to one side or the other. Um, And it, you know, it it changes over time. Something that, something that looks absurd now probably just looked kind of cool back in the sixties.
1: Right. Well, the, the, um, I've got two examples of, Mm -hmm good and bad recent that's recent okay um i'll start with the bad one because we're, we're on a bad bashing streak here <laughs> one that drove me absolutely insane is um it partially ruined big time the movie for me it was the jurassic world the new jurassic world fallen kingdom okay there's a tech coder guy person thing that they take along who happens to be he, I guess he runs it for her camp political campaign office or something. And then, you know, that means clearly he can, um, Hack elevators, hack everything. He can, they can take him along for the ride and he can hack, uh, the Jurassic parks security to open up doors and have access to the whole park. All he's got to do is plug a USB into the, the computer mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's got it. And he does it within 10, 15 seconds. I'm in, I got it. Like what? what you just hacked computer passwords for a multi-billion dollar corporation and <laughs> their biggest super secret thing by plugging the USB into your laptop right. yeah that you use for political action campaigns right um so that that just grades I up. mean that's I mean that's I, I, true to the theme of the
0: original up. movie right when that like 14-year-old girl hacks into their unix system that's all like 3D
1: Oh, right i mean example exactly i mean these things these things movie people are just trying to make it like they're trying to make it cool and i wonder if movie writers and directors now just they believe their own tropes they believe that this is can be what happens yeah i mean um, there's a
0: there's a whole t- we'll save this for another time but there's a whole topic about like movie mediocrity and how how often films are just referencing other films but uh yeah
1: I think now now I did like This is not the one I I wanted to say it, but I wanted to mention real quick is that there was a, one of the diehards where there was like a hacker kid. It wasn't a kid. He was like in his twenties. Um, and it was a lot about hacking security things and stuff that was pretty good because a lot of it was, it wasn't, um, like they're going in and hacking the energy network. The thing is that they had been long time. It's been a long setup for them to try to work their way into Mm. it. And now they just finally are, um, and and then this is the the end. The end. They discover like, oh, this is what they've done, and how can we try to subvert them? Uh, which does happen. Like I know when you're getting like DDoS attacks and stuff, you're you're doing everything you can quickly as fast as you can to shut stuff yeah. down. Um, uh, but the one thing I want to say that was a good example is that there's a show that I've been recently watching called Mr. Robot. Um, oh yeah, that's of...
0: that's been on my list to see for a while, but I still haven't gotten. Yeah, to
1: it. it's it's pretty good. I, I swear that they have got to have like real white hat hackers on staff because they use the correct terms in the right way and then when they're they're actually showing the monitors they're putting in real code and they're typing in real stuff that would be what you'd want what you'd see on when you're trying to get into the network infrastructures and stuff. I'm like, "Whoa, what this is real. Like this is a this is they're talking about the right stuff right. when they have the hacking sequences. He's, you know, he's talk he talks long in his head about the vulnerabilities of a system and then when they they're trying to break into this big super secret like secure place they talk about social engineering mm-hmm. and they you know i see six, six weaknesses right now and they're like and there's six people in the picture yeah cuz that's if you
0: and, if you know anything about security and what i mean if you've ever worked a job where you have to watch one of those terrible uh training videos um the the vulnerabilities like the the human element of a system is always the most vulnerable point like it's much easier and and they do that in movies sometimes i think back to like um uh oceans 11 when they get uh a, a stripper to seduce one of the guards and and steal and clone his uh his badge right like that's much easier than like hacking the the system and, and simulating a badge number um I guess I guess my example of at least vaguely accurate as far as not so much as far as the te- as the tech goes, but as the yeah. as the personalities and the and the ideas is um, Silicon Valley, which is oh yeah yeah n- not 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 for kids um, right for sure. But they they often will do things like um, you know the higher coders, the the personalities of of the three main programmers all feel. Fairly true, slightly exaggerated um kind of kind of tech uh t- top of the top of the food chain tech guys um in the most recent season they hire uh some programmers that they call stallions right yeah, <laughs> that are just like you know overweight sniffly kind of normal people i think it's two guys and a girl or something. Um, uh, yeah with hoodies and 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 stuff and i'm like yes this is what programmers look like <laughs> <laughs> right right Uh, they don't look like uh, uh felicity from arrow
1: and flash right they're CW. just normal people that are wearing comfortable clothes so that they can sit right. at their computer and and, and, and they're stuff.
0: focused on they're, they never talk to anybody they're super awkward um
1: right kind of and, kind of stuff and, and they are they're just focused and you're right that I, I i have just recently watched that season and, and that is that is a, a good one uh so if you're my recommendation definitely is if if you wanna see an example of coding or hacking used in it in a way. Now, don't get me wrong, it's still a show, so they do things quickly, like, you know, he's the odds of him being able to hack into the police station this quickly is he'd have to have everything like loaded up onto the drives and he'd have to have a large array of software at his finger malware and stuff at his fingertips to be able to do these attacks and he might, but you know, it would take longer than you know the the, sh- the time of the show to for them to do it. Yeah, so they yeah. they compress some things, and but for the most part, um, all of the all of the the tech and the words they're saying are logical and make sense. And they and they almost expect a smart a smart viewer because when he he says like DDoS attacks and he he just says these things as if you need to you should know this if you're watching this show. Right, you should know what's kind of happening here. And why, is it's not, a, and why uh, these people are freaking out?
0: Yeah, it's not Big Bang Theory.
1: Exactly, it's not Big Bang it's, it's Theory. A, you, it's you, a show you, about
0: you, nerds made for normals.
1: Right now, it, it also has a lot of drama, and it's believe it or not, it's a it's a psychological thriller where it it has to do with mental health a mm. lot, the, a large part of the show, and and that's actually pretty good. It's not really, and it's definitely a hacking code show, but the main part of the show is him and his psychological problems, like major psychological problems. Um, and, then, and then now hacking is just part of the world that he has escaped. This person with some yeah. real trauma and stuff that he has, which, which is kind of a lot of real, real life things. When someone has mental problems and they can't deal with the world, they'll go inward and in a place like an environment like uh, coding and programming, that's where people can escape. They can go in and they can be their own selves. They can um, control things in a very controlled environment. And this is where Elliot, sure, yeah, I mean, it's like, um,
0: like uh, uh, the character of Halliday in um, Ready Player One.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. They and that's 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 what the main character is here is and and you realize after a couple of seasons that um, this is his home. This is where he, now he he uses it sometimes to good sometimes to bad and it's a lot of like what is society and what is our rules and things like that and hmm. if you can hack the rules and whatever which which is yeah, which is yeah. pretty good so anyway talking about code and hacking in IT and film and movies that's one that's one of the rare ones where i think they kind of mostly get it right and there's very few you know very few out there do, do you have any <laughs> other ones that you think that you've watched that have been you know, I enjoyed that one and the the IT people didn't annoy me. Nothing nothing comes to mind. Right. Off the, See, off that's the that's the problem. In. I mean Felicity is not Felicity from Arrow is not <laughs> your kind of hackers, that you're saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, the hacking elevators is always one of my favorite things. Like I've literally never ridden in an elevator that was connected to a computer network in any way. Like it's buttons okay. and motors. What <laughs> are you hacking exactly?
1: Right. And where's your USB port that you? Right. some people will go in there, you know, plug things into everything. I, I, or, or my, some of my favorites are when, when they go to like, um, a coffee house and, and there, or a, a store and they use a computer. They do this in one of the Captain America movies. They go to like a Best Buy or something in there. They're using it to plug mm-hmm. USBs in and They and they can now hack all systems across the, the, the world. And you're like, what is happening here? What's happening here. My my experience with hacking myself has, has only been uh, terrible uh fourteen year old me learned the learned the uh, command format C colon. And, right. And and I would walk into Sears uh department store just, when they would just,
0: have just basic basic yeah. uh retail vandalism, basically. That's
1: exactly right. I'd go in, I'd go into the stores and write, type format C colon on their on their computers and walk away. Um which was that's terrible that's why kids oh. are the, the worst <laughs> they're they're the worst you have, you have to ever, watch teenagers at all times
0: have, speaking of speaking of text uh terminal prompt did you ever play any um of those classic text adventure games like uh, zork or colossal cave
1: oh uh zork the grand inquisitor i think i played um, um the
0: where it's like uh it's actually kind of similar to D and D, where it's just descriptions, and then you type what you want to do. Go north. Yeah, those are like
1: muds, right? Were, was there any graphics to them, or was it?
0: I don't think the... so. I played some that had like just a like flowery border around stuff, but the the game itself was still all text.
1: Yeah, that's, those are muds. Those are those are original like role playing games, right there. Yeah, or, yeah, that's the original ones.
0: um I had a I had a sort of adventure a couple weeks ago in World of Warcraft. Not to spend too much time on this story, but um, they're they're starting to do th- and they've done this throughout the history of the game. People are always, were always trying to like, you know, jump hack their way into some some unfinished part of the map so they could find like where something was hidden inside another int- instance and all the the coding stuff. But in the last couple expansions, they've started. Uh, Blizzard has started putting these sort of puzzles in the game the way that uh, the way that they do in Ready Player One. And there is a puzzle in the most recent expansion that, that gives you a mount at the end. And it starts with a it starts with a scroll that you find in Dalaran, the Floating City. Um and okay. it's a and it's a very vague clue. Now people, you know, because there are m- still millions of people playing that game, people figured it out, you know, a year and a half ago, and so I mostly was just following the steps. They're like, you read this and this is a reference to this, so you gotta go to this instance, you know, you got to go to Alduar, And then when you go there, there's this lever. You pull this lever, and then there's a puzzle. And you got to turn on all the little lights. And all of that was just, you know, I just followed the directions. Because my yeah. you know, when they had hundreds of people working on it, it took them a couple of weeks to figure it out, you know, on Twitter and yeah. forums sure. and whatever. But the last step of this quest um, takes you to Pandaria, which I guess you've never played. But yeah. you you go into this temple... And you go into a room. The room has up to four exits. And any number of them will be closed off. Okay. And there are five, There are four or five um, orbs and altars. And okay. you have to get... And they're, and they're four different colors. You have to get all four orbs to their corresponding altar. Except every time you exit the room you come into the room from the other side like if you go north out of the room you come back into an identical room from the south okay right so it's it's a maze and oh, the maze it. the maze is unique for each player
1: okay
0: so you can't just like look up a map oh got it got um what you have to say. do and i eventually found um like I, I i had to map it for a while and then like got lost because it it has a maximum size and it'll wrap on the end but once you go past like eight rooms it's eight by eight um when you get to the edge it'll take you to the other edge but move you up or down or left or east or west depending on which side of the map you're on okay i eventually found a good mapping tool that was like okay you just run through and you mark down which exits are closed and when you find the when you find an orb or an altar because that's the only thing that makes a room unique yeah um but it was kind of a, it was an interesting experience. It's something I've never done in that game before. That that really took me back to uh, those text adventure games. Like um, I think Zork and Colossal Cave both had these like uh, the the iconic phrase people know is "You're you're in a maze of twisty passages" or "Room." I forget. I'm gonna butcher the quote now, but like "You're in a maze of twisty passages all alike." <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course in those games you had inventory yeah. and so you could you could drop stuff and so what you basically had to do was leave breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs and and map it yourself because the the um passages between rooms didn't follow the laws of physics like you would go north into one room and you would come in the east side of of the room again I mean it always right. looked the same but it was in the code a different a different game. When I was in uh, high school, I played around with. Um, I'm not going to remember the name of it now, but there were there were actually a couple of systems where you could design those games, and that was.
1: Uh, I, I remember. Was kind of cool. Th- that was a lot of those games were pre pre main internet too, so
0: yeah, they of didn't course. have
1: a lot of. I mean, there was internet, but it wasn't like there wasn't a lot of game stuff on there like it is now. So you could you had to figure it out yourself, mm. which, was, which was which was pretty. Pretty fun and cool. It's a it yeah, no
0: experience yeah, you can't get it anymore. Sort of uh the, the without the without the internet.
1: Well we so we've been we've been kinda of ha I I recognize that we've been going back sitting back to our old old habits of uh bashing on things like uh legendary <laughs> and um the it the um, IT hacking stuff. And even our Gen Con was a little bit down. So how about we change things up a little bit and you tell me about your good news this week? Oh, good man. news everyone getting you out. I always love coming back and, and pinning you on that. On I was not news.
0: prepared for this. Well, um...
1: Some good things last week. I mean, you had... I mean, had, I, I have, know one that you mentioned already about... There's a place you went with your brother and sister. I don't know if that's good news, baby, really, or not.
0: Um, I mean, I have a lot of sort of generic good news. I assembled all of my uh, broken token insert stuff oh, yeah. that i bought those are cool those are glued, cool. glued it all together those are really nice
1: um, they're, they're inserts for if, in case people don't know those are inserts wooden inserts that you put in the boxes of your games and you can organize all the little yeah they're like
0: laser cut birch that generally fit together but i glued them just because i bought glue and some of the yeah. joints i guess can can become a little weak but uh did that i got uh gloomhaven arrived oh so that's I'm, cool i'm right? excited for that i think Andrew and I are going to play it. I was going to, you know, have just he and I play, but he wants to try and get a third, so I think maybe one of his friends is going to come down tomorrow uh when we'll have a we'll have a chunk of time to give it a try. So I'll try and by the time we record again, I'll have I'll have tried it and I'll have some more uh some more opinions. Yep. I watched a couple of the the how to play videos and everything about it like every time they describe a new mechanic, I'd have that sort of like Hmm, I'm not sure how would that work if they and then like, while I was still considering it, the guy in the video would explain some other aspect of it where they, they figured it out. It's like they took all of the best pieces from a lot of other games and assembled this like video game style board game. But we'll, we'll see how it how it works in in practice.
1: Well, it's it's. I mean, I, we'll talk about it when you play it, but but I I thought the mechanics ended up being a lot more streamlined than it felt than it felt when I watched the the, the videos. So we'll, we'll have to talk about that next week. But that's cool that you got it. I mean, it, Bloomhaven is Bloomhaven is pretty cool. I know that hopefully when my winter comes around and I get through this stack of Gen Con games that I actually have <laughs> have still playing, uh, I I definitely want to buy it and solo it, play with it, or play with Sid and see what you know in what little spare time that we have um so what's your good news uh my good news this week has been rough for me because of my you know physical ailments are, are yeah gone, yeah Gone. so that's been not a lot of, of great news but um uh Sid has come back so that's amazing people who know Sid or it's my daughter she's come mm-hmm. back this summer so we got to to play some games I started playing um finally after a uh year almost a full year of owning the game i, I finally had to play the um, lord of the rings video game uh shadow i uh, was it war of mordor's shadows of war shadow of it. war shadow of war right? and you had bought shadows that and played that war. like back in november and, and and i had just now got to play it um it's it's been fun so far um i'm not very far into it because i haven't played it a whole lot um but it, it definitely starts right off as if you were Feeling like you're you've been playing the the original game, which is the only game that I platinumed, by the way, on on uh, any of the consoles. PlayStation. On PlayStation, and so I that tells you how much I enjoyed the first one. Um, so it, it it had the two problem. One is that no, two facets. One is that it's great because I'm right back with all these things and abilities, and I can kind of I remember how awesome I was. And then two is like, oh man, that took me a long time to figure out how to be that awesome. And now I've got all these things that I don't know how to deal, and all the monsters are just as hard, and it's such a big, complex system that I was overwhelmed with what to do and how to do it. So I've spent most of my time dying over and over and over again on things that I know should be easy that I'm just not <laughs> getting.
0: Yeah, it, um, it takes it a little while to to ramp up, I think.
1: Right. So, um, but the story seems neat. I, I like I like um, I like new fiction. I know some people really complained about how like that game and other to- games in the token or stories or right whatever in the Tolkien world, like, oh, well, that's not Tolkien. And that's, they just changed this from Tolkien. And like, okay, I enjoy stories set in the world. I'm okay with fanfic even. Uh, the the idea that that things can be different than what is by some hardcore edgy rules. Um, so th- this was fun and I'm enjoying this story so far. So that's a, it's definitely, definitely a good thing. If, uh, hopefully I'll talk more in depth about it and we can, discuss that game later on
0: yeah i've i've thoughts on that whole on that whole fiction thing but we'll we'll save that till you have more uh
1: sure more more
0: experience with that game because we're we're running a little long on time let us talk about our last week's weekly challenge so you based on the text i got from you you were not a fan of this show
1: well, let's do a recap of let me, what let this me, was. Let me you, undercut you go your... Ahead uh, tell,
0: so what, was, what, what, what was... Why don't you describe for the listeners what our last week's weekly challenge... This is my pick.
1: Okay, yes. Okay, last week's weekly challenge was called A Very Secret Service. It's a French foreign series. Um, it's hard to even describe. We only watched one episode because we were on a short short week. I know you've seen more, but I only got to watch one, um, which probably can be my fault for, for my review here. Um, and it's about... A secret service that I think a guy, it's hard to understand. A guy gets recruited, maybe, yep. uh, or tortured into, I'm not sure. <laughs> he's, he's in some kind of military, maybe police service, into like a, a NSA-type thing in France or a you know, secret service. And um, he's excited, but none of it really makes sense. And I can't tell if it's a comedy. I want to say it's a comedy. I know I'm struggling with description a here because I don't really... I'm having a, I had okay. a hard time the whole time understanding. Yeah, like, that's, that's what cool. And was. if you,
0: if you only saw the first episode, it's probably a little, a little rough. Like you don't get any of the, any of the running jokes or any of that. The main character in the first episode is um, seemingly recruited or at least has been selected for testing uh, to see whether he's eligible to join the French secret service. It is set in 1960. So it's, you know just like 15 years after the war um there's a there's a scene later on where somebody says something about you know what what were you what were you doing i don't think it's d-day but it's some other event like what did you do during the war and he's like the war i was eight
1: right. you
0: know it's like just it's not quite a generation past and it's that you know it's the 60s so it's um it's around the same time as Mad Men, and so I compare it to Mad Men a lot. Where Mad Men is not a comedy, but this feels to me like maybe uh, the French saying, you know, look how ridiculous we are or and were in the 60s, um, because they do a lot of they do a lot of really strange stuff. It gets in subsequent episodes. It gets more into the politics, like they're trying to hold on to all of their colonies in Africa and um the colonies keep you know not seceding but they want independence um so they're sort of they're sort of a combination of the cia and uh the state department i don't i'm not i'm not well informed on on the french uh government makeup um but it's it's just a lot of a lot of funny stuff that's like there's an episode where he the main character is is working late like he's focused on a project and the very last person is leaving the office and she's like you're still here it's almost five forty five. yeah and so that's it's supposed to be a joke on like the french don't work very hard right? right like they're you know they they kick off and and are all having a having a cocktail party in the office and it's like four in the afternoon
1: Maybe maybe that's maybe that was part of the problem that I had watching is that I, I didn't get ninety five percent of any of those inside joke type things. Like mm. I kind of got the thing with no, you don't, like North. You don't Africa, get mud- much I, of
0: it in the first episode. I think it takes it takes a couple. And I don't know if this is a thing. We talked about this when we watched Violet Evergarden. Um, or no, when we watched Kakagururi, a different anime. Um, I. And I don't know what this is. Like, I, you know, I don't speak any languages. Like, I took two semesters of Spanish in college, but I'm sure I could not carry a conversation in Spanish. Um are right. I, I understand and am fascinated by other languages just to the extent of recognizing words and phrases. Um, and so when I'm watching an anime or uh, a show like this that's in French with subtitles in addition to sort of watching the show and being entertained by it, I'm also paying very close attention to any of the words in the foreign language that I know and that I can understand. Okay. Um, you know, so I can hear when they say um, what they translate as, as the secret service is really like service de la France. It's like service, service of France, right? Um, which doesn't, doesn't make any sense if you translate it directly so they just call it the secret service which is what we call it um and various things like that like there's an episode later in the show where they they think there's a mole in the in the office um and so they they go into uh, mole code which is like they they have to check and double check all their all their documents and everything so they can try to find the mole out um right. but it's translated code taupe which is it, the words are reversed it's code code mole but the word for mole in french is taupe like we use for the color like a grayish brown the okay. color of a mole's hide yep. um which is i mean that kind of stuff is interesting to me it's super like nerdy i guess but um, right that that i think sometimes can help carry a show when there are things that are less, that are more, um, how do I want to say it? Like that, just don't <laughs> don't translate. Ironically, that's
1: not no pun intended, right? And, like, and and I the, and I will say this is something. The cult,
0: that... If the cultural humor is is falling flat, like I'm still a little bit entertained by by watching for and listening for words that I know and and being fascinated by the translation differences,
1: right? And and, and for me, that wasn't like that didn't do anything. For yeah, that I know none that. Of that. I know that that's, that's one of the big differences between you and I is that I'm fine with watching some shows in uh, subtitles and I'm su- fine with watching some dubbed. It, it depends on on the movie or the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, I didn't even have the option. I had to watch it subbed. So all of that, I was not even like, <laughs> none of it came in. And a lot of times when I want to watch a show that's du- or subbed with subtitles, is because I want to get the sound of the actor's voice and their emotions. You can get that mm-hmm. even from while you're reading the stuff to get what they're saying and how it comes across, as opposed to when it's it's dubbed. They're just trying to sometimes get the the words out quickly and fast enough and put it in the right phrases. Um, but with this one, I just I don't know. I I couldn't get the humor they were going. Again, it's just one episode, so that's hard to to judge it on. Yeah, but and it couldn't get the humor they were definitely, going for. It's definitely there like foreign the, the ringing humor, phone like, that I didn't understand at all. Like what, what is going on here? And everyone just is looking at stuff and I don't know what it's <laughs> again. it felt like, it felt like this is clearly something that has to do with France or French or French think this is funny or it's a running gag that I don't understand. And maybe it wasn't, maybe it's just that that's one of the things that I kind of texted you early in the week is that is it, is it funny if it's just funny to them or is it not funny because it's just not funny? Well, like, well, I if mean, you know that's, the full cultural significance of it, then it's really yeah. Weird,
0: I mean, that's a that, that's a whole conversation on the nature of humor, right? Like, right. Every everything everything that's funny is not funny to somebody, right? True. Like that's Absolutely. that's part of what makes it funny. Like, and that that show is definitely it's probably closer to a British comedy. Where I mean, of course, in a British comedy, you have the benefit of the language being the same. But it's this kind of like, like it's funny because it's awkward. The scene you're describing with the phone, it's like it's his first day. He's not sure what's going on. The guy at the front desk tells him what room to go to. He walks in on them, supposedly torturing a guy. A lot, a lot of the humor is just about how bad they all are at their job.
1: Well, yeah, um, and, and that scene specifically which I can had see, something I can to do with people funny. that they don't want to talk to. It was like, I think I'm supposed to know why they don't want to talk to these people. But I don't. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like... And I had the benefit
0: of I watched this show like a year and a half ago or something, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I suggested it so that I could watch it again. And I I don't think it was until the the second, possibly the third time I watched it. And even now, looking back on in retrospect, like it's funny because he's he's just walked up to this desk and now the phone is ringing, and you're like. That's not even his desk. Why is the phone ringing? And then he picks up the phone and everybody's like, why did you pick up the phone? And he's like, it it was ringing. I don't understand. And so like that is funny in the kind of in a kind of subversive way. You're like, oh, yeah, this is weird. Like he's he's completely lost in this situation. If you know all the context, I don't know that it makes it any more funny because what's happening is there is a delegation from one of the one of the French um African colonies I don't know the right word for that but um they're just hanging out in reception and the and the guy at reception is uh just reading the newspaper and making them wait and he answers the phone and now they have to they have to potentially deal with these delegates who are almost certainly there to try and get independence from France um and so all the all the guys inside are just ignoring them hoping that they'll go away uh which which they eventually do and that Like that's funny in a, in a certain way, but it's, you don't, I don't know that that is even necessary to sort of see the humor. It's, it's funny in the way that like a lot of Seinfeld is funny. It's like if the, if the awkwardness of the situation is funny, which for me sometimes lands and sometimes doesn't, Um, you know, I mean, I tried to go back and rewatch the British, uh, the UK office and it's yes. awful like it's all all of it is just is just awkward and dirty and not that i mind dirty comedy but it's just right. dirty in a gratuitous awkward way and i'm like this is this is not funny at all
1: um, right it's, it's just you're right the way it lands for the audience that understands i don't know the phrasing or something and maybe it, it, yeah so nice.
0: so i don't know if you're you you probably won't won't watch any more of it but i think if you do you'll maybe maybe get a better sense for it but if it's If it's not funny for you, it's not – it's – you know, I never watched uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm past, like, the first couple episodes because I'm like, this is – it's all just the most awkward parts of season one of The Office, the U.S. Office. It's just Larry David being awkward and uncomfortable in social situations. And I'm like, this is not – this is not funny at all. Like, I don't know. That was – like 15 years ago it might be funnier if i tried to watch it now
1: but right but but, but that's exactly to your point is that if humor doesn't some things land. aren't funny to some people and are to others and right yeah
0: and and like we've talked about uh before on the show like sometimes it's it's time or frame of mind like if you if you sat down to watch this show not knowing that it was in subtitles and you weren't you were kind of distracted or whatever then it's not it's just like if you try to what movie did you say you and bill watched some some old uh, dumb comedy and was hilarious.
1: Uh, Beer Fest. Brew- Beer, Beer Fest, Fest. That's it. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And so yeah. It's,
1: it is. It is, And and, and that's why I, most of our weekly challenges that we like to rate. I, I'd like to not rate this one because I don't think it's fair for me to rate it. I, yeah. I, I, don't, one, I don't know that one you've watching, seen enough of it to. Right. It's just one episode. Um, I, I will admit that the first, I gave it two goes to watch. I watched it, tried to watch it once. I didn't realize that I couldn't watch it in dubbed. And it was late and I was like, okay, I got to focus on this and I can't, I can't do this. So I have, I had to stop and watch it again at a time that I could watch it, like on a Sunday when I could actually focus on it. And it was, um, so, but I still don't feel like I got what I needed to get from it to really judge it, even on my, how I feel about it. You know what I mean? I don't don't know if I like it. I hate it. I I don't know. Right. It felt like I didn't know enough of it. If you watch the first 10 minutes of a a show, how do you know if it's good or not? And that's what this felt like. It felt like I don't even know what's going on or what's happening or what the thing is. And then the episode's over and I'm like, okay, I will say this for a negative part. I definitely thought was negative is that it's a half hour show and twice I paused it to see how much longer I had left to go Hmm. because I I just was so confused and they were giving me nothing. And I had no (laughs) idea what this show was that I was like, at some point, they're going to like, Tell me, and then I pause it and it's like, oh my gosh, it's only twelve minutes in. You know, and then keep going, and then it's there's it's clearly it's near the end and I've got fourteen minutes left to go. I'm like, wow, jeez, you know. Um so that that's definitely a negative thing that would make me not want to watch another one. But that doesn't mean that the show itself is bad. I just don't think I got it quite. Yeah, I mean
0: it's it's definitely a lot of that like kind of lost and awkward, which is how the protagonist feels, which is how i think i think the audience is meant to feel as well oh, well anyway then, that um, okay
1: what so, have so we've got another weekly challenge to week. what, up, do like you, a, what do you got uh, wait we don't have a full week i was gonna say now we're back to where we don't have a full oh, week. yeah
0: we got like two days to watch whatever you've picked
1: okay but but this is gonna like be like easy. a movie it's a movie it's a movie like a movie <laughs> <laughs> did you say movie trailer yes that's, <laughs> that's how much time we're gonna we review a weekly challenge the movie trailer now let's talk about shazam um i this is an old one um I like going back to that idea that uh, what we used to do for our weekly, weekly challenges, is watching an old show that I haven't seen in a long time or you haven't seen in a long time, mm-hmm. and then the other one hasn't or whatever, and we re-review them. Um, a friend of ours, Chris, had just mentioned recently that, that uh, Bill Murray's got a show on Netflix called Stripes. It's an old, I want to say 80s movie with Dan Aykroyd and John Candy. Um, I have seen it a long time ago, and I remember, remember it being hilarious. It's very much in that Ghostbusters kind of genre.
0: Ghostbusters, uh, Caddyshack.
1: Yes, Caddyshack. Era. Very Bill Murray. And have you seen that one?
0: Uh, no. I mean, uh, obviously most of those when they were on, I was not allowed to watch. Oh, right, right. It, it's not one of the ones that I've that I've dug out and, and gone back and watched as an adult.
1: Awesome. Okay, so let's watch that. You said that. it's on Netflix, Netflix, though? It's on Netflix. All right, cool. Yeah, we, we can watch that. I would say that's so that's
0: the B- Bill Murray movie. Did you say Stripes? Stripes. Stripes.
1: We can watch that one, guys. That'll be easy. All right, I think awesome.
0: that's, that's going to do it for us. We yeah
1: helped helped a lot of people today. We did. Lives were saved once more. We're, we're you know this year's going really well. By the way, we haven't even mentioned this is our fiftieth
0: fiftieth no, show 50th
1: milestone. Right. A milestone. Well, it's it's a milestone, but we've got a real milestone coming up in two weeks. So, we'll, which is our, our yearly show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But congratulations on fifty, Dennis. It's been a, a, a breeze blowing through. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Just
0: just call up once
1: a week chat about
0: stuff um I, sh- I should also mention um because i didn't i didn't say in our good news we have a a new episode of klingons and dragons up on our sister site podcast mm-hmm. com. it's uh it's me and mike and uh our our buddies fox pat and chris playing uh star trek adventures and right them them making my life miserable trying to gm <laughs>
1: I'll it's the it's, it's the
0: second half of that first uh that first session so right. go, go check that out all right well that's going to do it for us you've been listening to the front porch episode 50 um mm-hmm. if you go to our website frontporchpodcast.com there we've got show notes contact forms email hit us up give us some topics some questions anything please dealer yeah, get it you get it uh, if you enjoy the show you can subscribe on apple podcast while you're there if you leave us a review that'd be awesome and yep. uh special thanks to our good friends over at geek scholars movie news Love those guys and girls. until next time i'm dennis
1: and i'm michael for the front Forge. night everybody night guys <laughs>